Hello and welcome back to the Lifting Club podcast. I'm Jazz and I'll be bringing you fitness education with practical application. I'm going to start this episode with taking you back in time to a point where the concept of purposely losing body weight was non-existent. There was a time when food was extremely scarce and where people's sole aim in life day to day was purely survival. Those of us with the best chances of survival were the ones with an ability to store energy in the body, which is what body fat actually is, and also the ability to adapt when food was limited in order to protect itself and avoid starvation. Next priority after just surviving was to reproduce, to keep the species growing. And so those characteristics that helped to protect the body during famine were passed on. Now, in our current era where food is widely available and the ability to store excess energy for later use is the mechanism causing people to be overweight obese or just you know carrying a bit more body fat than they might like to of course the reasons why people overeat in the first place are much more complex than that and include a lot of different factors you know socioeconomic factors environmental factors mental health but that kind of scientific mechanism of how the body stores the extra energy remains the same as it did all those years back then we've got the other feature that I mentioned, which is the body's ability to protect itself when the energy availability is low. And this is known as metabolic adaptation. One component of this adaptation is a reduction in energy expenditure or um, a reduced output by the body. So when you provide the body with less food, in turn, it can reduce the amount you move in order to save some energy, which is a mechanism it uses to help protect itself from starving. Now this reduction in your NEAT, so NEAT stands for non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which is the movement you do subconsciously. For example, as you lose weight, you might fidget less, you might talk with your hands less, you might be more inclined to sit down or lean on something rather than stand up. You may take the lift more rather than the stairs, for example. And to be able to grasp this concept of why reduced output can reduce the weight at which we lose fat, we've got to understand that maintenance calories are this sliding scale. They're not a fixed level. So they're going to depend on your body mass and very largely on how active you are. If we're moving less subconsciously, we're therefore burning fewer calories and our maintenance calories are reduced. Therefore, we're not going to be in such a large deficit. And the same can happen in the opposite direction. You know, sometimes when I have clients going into a muscle building phase, I'll, we already know where their maintenance levels are and I'll set their calories, which at which should be a surplus for them. And subconsciously, because they've got more energy in the body, they might move around more, they might train a bit harder in the gym, and therefore they're burning more calories. And that means that their maintenance calories are raised higher, and therefore we have to add more food to actually put them in a surplus again. Now could be a good time to talk about the adage of this starvation mode, very much in quotation marks there. From my understanding, this is the idea that eating too few calories will prevent someone from losing fat or you know someone's in so much of a deficit that they can't lose fat and long story short that doesn't exist the laws of thermodynamics mean that if you are in an actual calorie deficit you will be losing body fat what we do know as i said before is that the metabolism can adapt in an attempt to protect itself 
but that just means we have to respond with a reduction in the food we eat or increasing expenditure so increasing the amount of burn amount we burn sorry if we want to stay in a deficit so if you're in a deficit you will be losing body fat but this deficit this maintenance levels whatever is a surplus will not always be the same they are sliding scales but a change in this energy expenditure isn't the only mechanism in which kind of our bodies can help us survive famine they can also be changes in a range of hormone levels um, the body's ability to kind of control appetite and even our ability to reproduce so one thing to consider is that as we progress throughout a diet we reduce our body mass we become become smaller people as you lose more fat and therefore the calories you burn at rest are reduced so your basal met- metabolic rate is dependent on your body mass and therefore a lower body mass you have a lower metabolic rate so that's one other part of the puzzle making up this metabolic adaptation and now we'll talk about the hormonal changes that might be at play contributing towards this metabolic adaptation being in a calorie deficit plus the loss of body fat and also the increased cortisol levels that can come as a result of kind of stress in the body due to dieting can result in a reduction in the production of a hormone called leptin so hormones are chemical messengers in the body and so leptin is a chemical messenger that tells the brain you're full and not interested in food anymore it's mainly created and produced by the fat cells but this production is only high when these cells are full so when these fat cells are full of fat production of leptin will be high when we lose fat from these cells they shrink and they're storing less energy meaning that the cell itself can't produce as much leptin that paired with the drop in leptin that is caused purely by being in a deficit itself and also a reduction in carbohydrates means that there is a less of a signal from these fat cells to the brain to communicate fullness now enter cortisol which is a hormone released due to stress the presence of cortisol damages the activity of leptin as well and this is why people with high stress levels in work in life due to things like work relationships and other life things they might have a harder time losing weight but dieting is stressful to the body too so so there are other roadblocks that are in our way one of the hardest parts of dieting inevitably is hunger Whilst there are ways that we can kind of mitigate it and make it as easy as possible through our food choices and meal timing, etc., it is an inevitable part of losing fat at times. This desire to eat comes from hormonal responses. During the time when we're not eating, a chemical messenger known as um, it's known as the hunger hormone. It's called ghrelin. That's produced more until eventually it's high enough to cause. The sensation of hunger so ghrelin is our hunger hormone leptin is our fullness hormone so ghrelin's produced at a higher rate when overall energy availability i.e calories within the body is lower so lower ca- calories within the body lower energy availability ghrelin our hunger hormone is increased and now in more extreme cases weight loss can also cause a problem to an individual's ability to reproduce we're adapted to survive and to breed that's the whole point of us as a species and so for someone who has low energy availability i.e there's been you know a lack of calories supplied to the body for an extended period of time that person isn't in a strong position to reproduce and therefore those um, reproductive abilities and those functions are downregulated. Okay, so hopefully you can see how the metabolism changes due to weight loss 
all of that being said, it doesn't mean that fat loss all fat loss is really bad for us and you're going to experience all these terrible metabolic adaptations. This is just what can happen. The levels and the severity to which it has will vary and all of these changes don't suddenly happen the minute we go into a deficit. We know that metabolic adaptations are smaller, more moderate when fat loss is at a moderate rate rather than losing a huge amount of weight or doing it very quickly or perhaps getting to a body fat percentage that is very close to the minimum we might need to survive. And one of the most important things to remember is that even if someone does get a small amount of these adaptations, it doesn't mean they can't be reversed. Just like they were downregulated as you dieted, they can be upregulated again afterwards. So there is no such thing as a broken or damaged metabolism, just one that is temporarily downregulated. All of this may make you feel like fat loss is going to be really difficult and there's all these roadblocks in the way and the body is fighting against them. In reality, that is not the case and these adaptations can be kept to a minimum when the approach to fat loss is appropriate. And in the next episode, I'm going to be discussing how to go about setting up and executing successful fat loss phases for clients and how I help them lose weight, lose body fat, in a way that keeps our body happy and healthy and we minimize all these kind of adaptations that I spoke about earlier. Okay, so if you found this useful or interesting, it'd be amazing if you could share it with a friend or perhaps on your Instagram story and try to help spread some of this informative fitness education. As an online coach, you can work with me one-to-one where I help my clients reach their potential through structured and personal and very educational coaching. And if you're looking for something like a training program without the in-depth contact with me, my Ladies Lifting Club programs will be a really great fit for you. I'll leave my Instagram alongside all the details for my coaching and training programs down in the show notes below. But for now, thanks very much for listening and I look forward to speaking to you all again soon.